0: On point with Craig's Investment Partners. Hi there. Uh, Before we get down to it, uh, we'll do the usual formalities. This information that you're about to hear is general in nature, it's not financial advice, and it does not take into account your situation objectives or risk tolerance. So remember that all investments are subject to risk, none are guaranteed. Uh, And before you make any decisions, uh, you should always talk to an investment advisor. So you can do that by talking to one of our Uh, very good financial advisors. We have many right across the country. Uh, www.craigsip.com is where you go uh, to find out how to um, get in touch with one of them. Right, another Monday morning and another busy week ahead. Look, it was a pretty volatile one. Looking back on last week, obviously the war in Ukraine is still very much dominating headlines. And while we're seeing some Headlines about sort of some talks or the potential for a de-escalation, we're not really seeing much progress at all. It all seems to be uh, getting worse, if anything. So we have seen markets remain very much on edge, uh, and I think they'll continue to um, as long as uh, the conflict goes on. Having said that, we saw share markets in Europe and the UK rebound quite sharply so which probably sounds you know a bit odd uh, given what's going on over there but um we did have an extremely uh, negative week in the region the previous um for the previous 7 days so i think it's more of a a bit of a snapback um after that in the us it was wasn't such a, a positive story for markets the s&p 500 was down just shy of 3% now it's down uh just shy of 12% year to date The NASDAQ, which which has a lot more tech shares and they've been a lot more sensitive to ups and downs this year, fell harder. It was down 3.5% and it's down just under 18% uh, this year. And compared to its high that it reached back in November, uh, it's down a little more than 20%, which makes it officially in that bear market territory, um, a correction sort of threshold is generally considered to be a a ten percent decline. So there's lots of markets around the world that are in correction territory, um, including New Zealand, including the S P five hundred, including a few others. Uh, but a bear market is when you breach that sort of twenty percent uh, drawdown um, from from a, a recent peak. So that's where. That's where the NASDAQ in the US is at. So it's still a lot of those uh, uh, higher return, higher risk technology and growth stocks that seem to be uh, faltering at the moment. Uh, The Aussie market, probably one of the bright spots, the Aussie market actually fell only 0.4% last week. And this year it's only down 3.8%. So barely at all. And we've seen the same from the UK. Uh, The UK share market is only down 3.1% 3.1% this year. So I guess uh, the reason those two markets probably stand out uh, from others is just to do with the types of companies that are listed on them. Uh, Australia and the UK have a lot of um, energy companies, uh, mining and materials companies, and, of course, a lot of those types of businesses are benefiting from the higher commodity prices that we're seeing, whether it's oil, whether it's you know all the other sort of um uh, commodities that, that Australian miners like BHP and Rio and others uh, dig out of the ground and sell around the world. So uh, because of that, they're performing very well, um, in contrast to the United States, as an example, where the tech sector is, you know, by some margin, the biggest sector, uh, and things like energy and materials are, are much um, smaller. So uh, a lot of the ups and downs you're seeing at the moment is just to do with what type of companies dominate your market. All right, looking ahead, uh, it's, it's as always, uh, going to be an interesting week, uh, starting with what's happening on, on the global front. Uh, outside of the Ukraine, it'll be very much all about central banks this week. So three of the world's biggest central banks are meeting and making decisions on interest rates. Uh, the Federal Reserve in the US, the Bank of England in the UK, and the Bank of Japan. Now, the Fed will be... Far and away the highlight you know the most influential and widely followed central bank in the world, and this week's meeting will be um, extremely fascinating to watch. It's a two day meeting, so they they have it on through throughout Tuesday and Wednesday in the u s uh, The outcome will be announced at seven a m in New Zealand on Thursday morning. Uh, and then there'll be a press conference to follow. This one is going to be very interesting because the Federal Reserve is expected to raise uh, its policy rate, you know, its version of the OCR uh, for the first time since 2018. So at the moment um, the upper bound of their range, they, they give a target range just rather than a rate. Uh, that upper bound is 0.25% and it's expected to go up to um half a percent. So a 25 basis point hike. Uh, is seen as as guaranteed. So I think we can take that as a given. Uh, What's more interesting will be what the Federal Reserve tells us in terms of their forecast for the balance of this year and into next year, because they're obviously facing quite an inflation issue over there. We had some data come out last week, which saw the headline inflation rate increase to 7.9%. That was for the year to February. and that's the highest we've seen in 40 years. And I guess the bad news is that with the Russian invasion of Ukraine only, only uh, taking place sort of in late February, this inflation rate will probably get worse before it gets better because all of the uh, increases in uh, oil prices, commodity prices, food prices, uh, the supply chain disruptions that we've seen as a result of what's happening in Europe that actually won't have been reflected in those numbers so i think the short term inflationary pressures get get worse before they get better so the feds under pressure they've got to start taking action uh as the reserve bank here in new zealand has been doing so we'll see a rate hike this week but we'll be very closely watching the forecast for the rest of the year and and listening to the tone how worried are they about inflation are they more worried about that than the um, concerned about the outlook, about what's happening in Europe, and about any potential sort of slowdown on the back of that. Which of those problems is keeping them up at night, and therefore, what are they going to do in the months ahead? Markets are expecting them to keep raising interest rates. You know, they see another five or six rate hikes over the balance of 2022. So they see that policy rate ending the year at you know, pretty close to 2%, really, which will be back at pre pandemic levels. So that'll be closely watched Thursday morning. Uh, the Bank of England and the UK also expected to raise interest rates, and, and this will be important too, although they're not as big and important as the Fed. Uh, that would still be an important step. They've actually already hiked interest rates a couple of times, once in uh, December and once earlier this year. So this will be just another move in that progression the bank of japan is unlikely to do anything but it'll still be um watched as well so those are the those are the key things to look out for on the global front and i think um that feed Fed meeting in particular will be a big driver of how markets perform because markets are really interested to know whether um you know which of those factors is is going to be more dominant this year the the nervousness about inflation and the um reaction from central banks and that obviously matters for stocks and bonds and housing and so forth because of interest rates uh or the sort of uncertainty that you're seeing um out of the Ukraine and whether that's enough for uh the Fed and others to just pause and go a little bit slower I suspect I suspect they'll box on just because those inflation rate is so high here in New Zealand uh, we've got a housing market report coming out uh later this morning by the time you listen to this it'll probably um already be released but I'm pretty confident to say that uh, it will show uh, a little bit more weakness in the housing market we've seen seen a couple of months of weakness um, come through and that's partly due to the the new sort of uh, credit contracts act even though the government's looking at maybe maybe fixing some of the issues with that you know they didn't they didn't sort of get that completely right. But I think the bigger story is what you're seeing with mortgage rates uh, and confidence, really. So you look at the one-year mortgage rate, back in the middle of last year, it was 2.2%. Today, it's pretty much 4%. So that's a big increase. Um, and uh, I, I think it'll go higher uh, as the OCR progresses through the year and rises, you know, I think the mortgage rate quite easily be um close to 5% sort of at the end of this year, the one year rate that is, and then it'll keep going up too if the RBNZ raises the OCR as it is planning to do throughout 2023. So uh, higher interest rates, more expensive money just makes it harder to you know you can't borrow as much for the same sort of income the banks won't lend quite as much which means you've got less firepower when you're out there buying a house and if you already own a house uh, when you're going to refix your mortgage you'll just be faced with a higher higher interest bill uh, which just takes more money out of your pocket which means you've got to curb your spending so for me everything points to uh, a softer housing market which is probably a good thing because prices just got completely out of hand sort of um in the wake of COVID, with, with all the QE and all the very low interest rates, so it's it's not a bad thing, but it will it will slow the economy down a little bit. Dairy prices will get another auction uh, out on Wednesday morning, and dairy prices just been going up extremely strongly this year. Uh, and I, I would say the the short term uh, pressure is probably to the upside, given what you're seeing out of um, Ukraine and Russia, how important they are for things like the global wheat trade, for um, other sort of uh, agricultural commodity cross costs and food prices so I would say that there's a chance that we see further increases um, which is obviously not great in, in terms of the reasons that you're seeing some of that come through but uh, that is obviously a positive for the agricultural sector here and, and what farmers are earning which is good for us as a nation given that there's lots of uncertainty elsewhere December GDP report, this will be out on Thursday I think and um, this is the December quarter so Look, it's sort of old news, to be honest. Um, time's moved on from what was happening in October, November last year. So it'll look good. It'll look solid because the previous quarter was pretty weak. Um, the previous quarter was impacted by that Delta outbreak. We had quite a harsh lockdown in August, September, particularly in Auckland. So this one will show a snapback from that. But look, it's it's not going to help us figure out what's going on um, over the coming months. So I think it'll be, it'll be fish and chip wrapping pretty quickly, but uh, nonetheless, uh, still quite interesting to watch. Um, So that's it for the week ahead. Lots going on. Uh, Interest rate markets, share markets, housing markets, uh, central bank policy, all likely to be in focus. And obviously, the highly uncertain situation um, and tragic situation that we're seeing in, in Ukraine will also uh, dominate things. So let's let's hope that we get uh, a bit of a de-escalation at some point on that front and that um, uh, things calm down in that part of the world. Other than that, enjoy your week. Um, thanks for listening, and we'll talk again soon. For more insights, visit craigsip.com.